Thanks for checking out the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. The Tiger Cats started well and ended with a thud. More questions about Dane Evans, the coaches, and the playoff chances for this team. The Fifth Quarter Podcast kicks off now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford, and you're listening to it on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. Oh, boy. It was one of those games, and I just may have jinxed the whole thing, and I'll tell you why, because it was midway through the third quarter. Ticats up 19-13 in this ballgame. And I decide to send out a tweet saying, you know what, far from perfect, but this effort tonight on offense, defense, and special teams is probably the best that we've seen this Ticats team play. And then the other shoe dropped. And another humiliating, terrible second-half performance sunk this team. 37-20, Argos win, laughing all the way to the locker room. And they now have a four-point lead on the Tiger Cats for top spot in the East Division. And time is running out. You may not think so, but 11 games are now in the books with the Ticats sitting at 3-8. and eight. Seven games left on the slate, including what is going to be the biggest game of the year on Labor Day. It was going to be the biggest regardless of the result tonight. Win? And it was the biggest because it was a chance to get sole possession of first place next week. Lose, which is what the Ticats ended up doing tonight. And now they got to win Labor Day to stay in the race here for first place. Yeah, they can still finish in second. Heck, they could probably still finish in first the way this division is. But man, oh man, the way they lost tonight was just abysmal. They're up 19-13 and they open up a bakery and start dishing out turnovers. Six of them tonight. And the Argos said thank you very much and cashed in with 20 of their 37 points off turnovers. The Argos scored as many points off turnovers, and the Ticats did the entire ballgame. There were some highlights, though, and there were definitely some lowlights. Highlight category number one, Matthew Schultz. I thought he was fantastic tonight. In fact, he's going to get my partial vote for player of the game. I usually vote for only one Tonight, I do have two, but I got to give a tip of the cap to Matthew Schiltz, who was really good tonight, and it's too bad that he suffered his hand injury. This game could have been much different. He was nearly perfect, 13 of 15 tonight, 144 passing yards, and a passing TD to Lamar Durant for his first in a Ticats uniform. My real player of the game, and I hate to do this, but it is an Argonaut. Because whenever you have three interceptions in a game, including a 67-yard pick six, you probably deserve a player of the game vote, and that is Jamal Peters. So those are my two players of the game, although Peters is really my real player of the game. And the big question now, and when we have people already on hold, and they have been on hold for uh, 20 minutes or more in some cases, calling at 27, producer Ben tells me, as uh, the Ticats uh, postgame show was starting, uh, they already started calling in. But before we do that, I do I have to mention a couple of things. Number one, that this team 
has a number of question marks, you know, injuries being one. But the biggest question mark is at the most important position right now, and that's at quarterback. Because Matthew Schultz looks like he's got a broken hand. Let's hope not, but he's going to undergo some x-rays. Dane Evans clearly has a throwing shoulder injury. Despite that, he is not the same quarterback that he was in 2019, not even close. The turnovers are still a problem. They're last in turnover ratio in the league. They're 0-6 on the road. They're a brutal second-half team. And as I said, time's running out with seven games to go. they gotta, they got to start playing their best ball. The question is, can they get to that level? Those are my thoughts. Let's hear from you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, and several have already done so. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml are the Twitter handles. And we're also live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to everyone looking at my ugly mug on this fine night in the city of Hamilton. CHML's Facebook page, you can comment there as well. All right, he's been holding for many, many minutes, and it's Dave in Grimsby. He usually starts us off. Dave, kick us off here on the fifth quarter. Hey, Rick, how's it going? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, at this point, it's it's... I'm not even disappointed, you know. It's it's funny because tonight it really was a tale of two games. When Dane Evans was in at quarterback and when Matt Schultz was in at quarterback. I thought tonight Matt Schultz was on the cusp of stealing that starting job away from Dane Evans. Absolutely. He great. He played great. And, you know, three unfortunate plays for him. Last week... They were winning, and they had a second and ten, and he threw it right to Dunbar, and he dropped it. Tonight, he has Tim White wide open in the end zone, and it went through his arms like a basketball going through a hoop swish, right through. You've got to catch that ball. If he catches that ball, the game is completely different. Schultz might not even get a hand injury because it completely changes everything. But he didn't get it. They settled for a field goal. Touchdown. Schultz hurts his hand. Evans comes in. And like he's been all season, and I hate to say it, but he's the number one reason that the Ticats have the record they have. He's been a complete turnover machine. He has no confidence. He is completely lost out there. They were placed tonight where the young kid Smith, he was wide open. They showed a replay. Basically, at snap, and Evans stood back there. He had tons of time, no pressure, and just dumps it off to the running back. And they got guy wide open down the sideline. That's no confidence. He he's he's out there. And you look at Schultz. You look at Evans' deep balls this year compared to Schultz. Schultz is slinging it out there. I I it's it's too bad he's injured because I actually think he's a guy that could take over at the starter. I agree. The The microcosm of Dane Evans' season happened early in the second quarter in which he's about to throw. He says, no, I'm going to run it, and then fumbles the football yeah. because the indecisiveness in that moment really encapsulated his 2022 campaign. Well, you got to think, Rick, this guy's careless. You even think about, I think, going to the Grey Cup last year, he was injured, but he never told anybody. Remember, he said that, and then yep. just a couple of weeks ago, he did the same thing. 
He said he got injured in the game and he never said anything to anybody. And then we had the game with Shilton and Newman. And that was right after that. And it's almost careless him not telling the trainers that he's injured and then him going out here throwing interceptions, fumbles. He's just careless. I know he I don't wa- want the, I don't want that as my starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I know he wants to play. Everyone in that scenario would, but you can't be selfish in that moment. You have to put the team ahead of yourself and what you think yeah. you can accomplish. This is a team, this is the ultimate team game. If you are not 100% and the next guy is, hand the baton off and wish him the best. Absolutely. I just think he's, he's so careless and he's costing us lots of money. And, uh, you know, he, he's fighting for his career, not just his job in Hamilton, I think. You know, with Schultz injuries, he's going to have an opportunity in the next couple of games. I, I really hope for him that he comes out and has good games. Um, but as much as I'd love to give Schultz the player of the game, you know, Peters owned Evans tonight. And that was, that's what I mean till two games. Even with Schultz is in, Schultz was in, Peters wasn't really mentioned that much. But when Evans was in, he just ate him. He ate him up. And it just shows the confidence level in, in, in Evans where, where a defender as good as that can just, just read his eyes and know he's a deer in the headlights. I will mark you down for Jamal Peters. Uh, Dave, as always, appreciate your call and enjoy your weekend. Cheers. That is Dave in Grimsby. Your chance to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone as we chew on yet another Tiger Cats loss, this time 37-20 in Toronto as this team just can't buy a win on the road and for whatever reason has an issue showing up in the second half. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML, LD Sports writes, Ticats evaluated Evans as a first-string QB, and he has not fit the role. What a regression for a team that was in the Grey Cup. Brian on Twitter, the worst second-half team I've ever seen. Steve on email, rick at 900CHML.com, by the way, if you want to offer some insight into your thoughts on the game and vote for your player of the game. Greetings and Oski Wee Wee salutations to Ticats fans everywhere, writes Steve. Dane Evans is really struggling. I don't think he's seeing the field as he should. He looks indecisive most of the time, and I think that might be a major issue. Have you thought of this? If every game was 30 minutes long, the Ticats would have a winning record right now. Opposing teams are making adjustments at halftime. I think they are being outcoached. My player of the game... The hot dog vendor. Email from Steve. Back to the phones we go. 905-645-3221. Star 9900. Anthony. No, sorry. Joe is on the line. Joe, how are you? Hey, Rick. How are you, buddy? You know, I'm I'm a little miffed. I'm a little perplexed. No, I hear you. Listen, I, I love your analysis. And uh, I'm going to uh, basically, uh, I've been talking to a lot of my friends like uh, the uh, I looked at the schedule with the way everything was, and, and there's going to be probably a crossover, more than likely the crossover. And I was talking about, well, we really needed to win both games against the Argos and then the Montreal game coming up. Because down the road, I would be looking at um, uh, that would alleviate any uh, tie breaks, right? Because those are the two teams that you got in front of you. Right. Uh, now, like losing this game right now, like, I mean, to 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 own the uh, the series with the Argos now, uh, we're 24 points behind. Do we see ourselves the way we've been playing, winning by 25? Don't think that's going to happen. Um, so right now, like, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, like, in my mind, but anyway, the the uh, Evans situation, uh, he, he, to me, he looks like he self-destructs. 
his mental aspect, and Andy Fantuz actually made a, a great comment on that, because I've been saying it to a lot of my buddies, uh, he just doesn't have it. And what happens once he starts, I mean, one thing is once he, he leaves and he doesn't have really pure pocket uh, presence, once he starts to take off, bad things happen. He carries that ball like a loaf of bread. Uh, it's unbelievable. He, you know, some of the fumbles there, uh, there were times that he should have shifted and he didn't shift it. But more than that, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Schultz, uh, I always loved him. I, I thought he was a great pickup because I like this kid. He's got a great arm. And if you look at it, like he's got great presence in the uh, in, in the um, in the pocket there more than uh, Evans. Evans starts, you know, he's got that mentality. Once he makes a mistake, he can't wait to get back out there and to make up for it. And that was the thing that I said years ago about Jeremiah Mazzoli. Uh, this is a, a trait that I look for a quarterback. Jeremiah had that un- uncanny knack as I watched him in college to forget. If he threw a pick, he'd forget about it. But with Evans, what he does is he comes back. And so he doesn't have that mental aspect uh, to his game, like like a Danny McManus, like a Ricky Ray. And I think that's part of it. But also the thing that I would include here, and I'll say Tommy Condell, because I believe that Evans, like uh, you, you have to get him on a rhythm. Like if you can get him in a, a three-drop uh, set, like there were a couple of plays tonight. When he gets there, he's, it's one, two, three, release. He's effective. But beyond that, if he has to start looking for a secondary uh, tertiary uh, receiver, he's got problems. So, Good comments, Joe. Who, who is your uh, player of the game tonight? Uh, it's Matthew Schultz. You know, like, I mean, uh, the more reps I was seeing a good buddy of mine, it says, like, this kid, I, I'm impressed. And you know what? Um, I think uh, looking down the road, I mean, he's my quarterback. Evans, I don't see Evans here. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, if healthy right now. Both guys are healthy. I'm taking Matthew Schultz. The proof's Absolutely. in the pudding. He is well, he's producing on the field. Without question. I'll Joe, leave it at that. I'll leave it at that, my friend. Appreciate the time. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Take Joe's exit means there's room for you here on the fifth quarter on 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell phone. Hokey Donna, look at the emails coming in. Here's one from Randy. Good evening, Rick. This is completely sickening and it stinks. Beaten by a non-exciting Toronto team wearing blue in a red stadium. Embarrassing. It was good to see Jalen Morton getting a chance in the game. He needs the reps as one of these backups may be starting soon. And that's very true. Uh, I'm beginning to wonder if this team will end its season at 3-15. and 15. As for Dane Evans, he appears to have completely lost it. Many inaccurate throws and interceptions abound. With injuries, do we lose Evans and Schiltz next week? Between the injuries, giving up second-half leads as once again tonight and horrible offensive coordinator efforts all season, the Ticats would have more luck catching and riding a CNE roller coaster. Season looked on paper to be well-talented. It's falling apart. Randy continues to go on. My player of the game is Don Jackson, a powerful workhorse. An interesting call was when the Hamilton player was called for pass interference with 54 seconds left in the half remaining. But the Argo was holding and grabbing the helmet of Jamal Roll. Yeah, that was a great call and a great uh, challenge by head coach Orlando Steinauer. The game was anything but positive, and I saw nothing good tonight, including secondary coverage. However, Seth Small has been a pleasant surprise, a nice long field goal tonight. It's going to be a long season. They need to start working on these issues. An unrelated matter, I would like to see a return to the old CFL logo. Another bad start on the weekend. I only look forward to the fifth quarter. Have a good weekend. Wreck that email from Randy. Uh, Let's go back to CHML's Facebook page. And Ari writes, the team is boring and impossible to watch. We need a quarterback coach separate 
to the offensive coordinator. Season is over. Reshape and rebuild for 2023. Play Newman and Morton to develop them for the rest of the season. Fire Condell and Fire Washington. Play call on third down with two yards to go is brutal. Player of the game small. Feel for Dane being utilized as a yo-yo. Dane was off tonight, and Morton should have been allowed to finish this game rather than throwing off Dane's confidence any further. Bob Young is too soft, but he must take action as diehard fans are being turned off of the play they are witnessing this season and now by the fact that this team does not want to take any action. Must happen before the empty seat syndrome hits. Good comment on CHML's Facebook page by Ari. Uh, back to the phones. Jeff has been holding on for a while here on 900 CHML. Welcome to the fifth quarter, Jeff. Hey, Rick. How's it going tonight? I'm, you know, I'm I'm struggling to find out what exactly can cure this team. Well, that's the question, isn't it? <laughs> um, what do you do at this point? I mean, you got failures on basically every side of the ball and coaching. Oh, man, where do you start? Do you go, do you put the blame, who do you put the blame on? You have, it's not one one person, right? I mean, Tommy Condell, clearly there's an issue there. Tommy Condell is predictable at this point. Yeah, uh, I, you know what, Jeff? I don't think there's one person to blame or one thing to blame. I think this is just a multitude of things from coaching decisions to player uh, ineffectiveness to ineptitude in the second half. Yeah, you can throw the injuries in there. I think it's it's a cataclysm of all these things. Yeah, and when you got your when the best player on the team, Matt, Matt Schultz, is showing everybody up. He's he's the best quarterback we have, and he's he came from he came from Montreal. And what was he the second or third string quarterback over yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. That's our best quarterback. He is right now. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a big problem. So, what do we do? I'd say, uh, Bo, looks like Bo's days are done in Calgary. Oh, here we go. So let's make a trade and get Bo Levi Mitchell over here. Why not make an offer? Why not try something? I mean, we got Hank when he left Calgary. History repeats itself, right? That's, uh, you know, someone else mentioned that on Twitter, and I, I like the comment, not necessarily agreeing that it's going to happen or thinking it's going to happen, but, hey, why not? I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? They're 3-8. and eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, hey, going into Labor Day, that, that, that record, that's with, with, uh, the season is basically done at this point. Even if we win next week, it's still a very big uphill battle to get, to get back in. And, hey. Let's look at what happens tonight in BC. If Fajardo doesn't play well, it might be his last time starting in in Saskatchewan. So, yeah, there could be some quarterbacks available this off season at the very least. That's Jeff, right. who is your uh, even sooner who, than that? Sooner than that. That's true too. <laughs> Who's your uh, player of the game tonight? I'm going to go with Schultz. Schultz was he was he did well. He put up good numbers. He had a good good completion percentage. Before it, if he didn't if he didn't go down for with an injury, I think we might have won had a chance at winning this game. I agree with you, Jeff. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. You too. That is Jeff's exit. We have Anthony, Matthew, and Todd. Guys, hang on the line. We're going to get to you next year on the fifth quarter. It is brought to you by Eastgate Ford, and you're listening to 900 CHML. It's where Ticats fans come together. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. 
Six and a half to go in the opening half. It's tied at three. Schultz, play action, rolls to his right, under pressure, throws over the middle. It is caught by Lamar Durant. He was hit at the goal line. Second effort. It is a touchdown. Lamar Durant battles his way into the end zone, and the Tiger Cats take the lead. Welcome back to the fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. RJ Broadhead with the call on the Ticats Audio Network and 900 CHML. That made it 10-3 Hamilton, and things were things were looking pretty good. Things were feeling good. This Ticats team was rocking and rolling, you know. Decent first quarter. Pretty good second quarter. I would say it was actually a really good second quarter. And then, well, we know what happened in the second half. Crumbled. Too many turnovers, and the Ticats fall in Toronto once again. Like they had just uh, several weeks ago. This time, 37-20 to 20 is the final score. The Argos, those dreaded guys in double blue, now the only team at 500 in the CFL East Division at 5-5. Five and five. And they have a four-point lead on the Ticats, who are 3-8. and eight. Montreal is in second place right now at 4-6. and six. And uh, that is going to make the game on September 23rd Certainly a doozy as the Ticats are in Montreal for the third and final meeting against the Alouettes. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone to call in with your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. You can also tweet us at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Patrice tweeting that QB crisis analysis upcoming at Better Be. Pattern of losses is consistent. Ouch. Number one, is this year a write-off? Two, time to show Steinauer the door, question mark. And Alan on Twitter says, three things guaranteed in life. Death, taxes, and a Tiger Cats Grey Cup drought. The way a lot of teams in the league are looking, it could be some rough times ahead for us, Rick. And Jeff writes, this team is done. Blow this crap up in the offseason. Start fresh. No more looking for the positives. Let's look for some wins. Player of the game, small. Other than Schiltz, nobody else deserves anything but a kick in the ass. Mitchell and Young had better wake up or we'll be back to 12,000 fans. That tweet from Jeff. One more tweet, this one from Werner. It says, I'm not certain but not ready to give up on him either. In reference to Dane Evans, 2019 didn't happen by accident. Same with the Eastern Final in 2021. Remember, we pushed away Calvillo and Caleros. Both became very good later. Could it happen a third time? Well, who knows? We may not even get to that point. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell to give me your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Todd is called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Todd. Hey, how you doing? Eh, you know, I'm, I'm, as I said before, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm puzzled at this Ticats team that's now 3-8. and eight. Yeah, this is a, was a tough loss for us tonight for sure. So what are your thoughts on tonight's game? What went wrong for Hamilton? Well, uh, I think what went wrong was Evans went wrong. It just seems, I'm not sure what happened to him. I was probably his biggest supporter the last couple of years. And then uh, I'm not sure. I just don't think he can handle the pressure of being a starting quarterback. I think he's a, I think he's a backup quarterback. And if you actually look at him when they show him on the screen, you look at his eyes, he actually, to me, he looks like he's scared out there. It's a remarkable uh, image because 2019 wasn't that long ago, and he was excellent. And yep. he's, I don't know, he's lost it. I know the shoulder isn't 100%, but he's lost it. 
Absolutely. Like, um, you watch when Schultz is out there, and Schultz, is, he's actually throwing the ball downfield. You put Evans in there, and he's doing these little dump-off passes. Like, every time, dump-off, dump it. Like, I don't know if, like, he's going through his readings too quick, and he's panicking, so he's just just doing the easiest pass. But, I don't know. It's, I think... I think we need to, unfortunately, we need to move on from him. I'm not sure where we go. Like, obviously, everybody's probably thinking, oh, here we go. Let's move on from another quarterback. But uh, I don't know what else to say. Like, he's he's not our guy. How many interceptions has he got this year? What's he got, 11, 12? I, to be honest, I've lost count. Too many. Yeah, Too many. I think, it's, I think it's around 11 or 12. And then how many fumbles? Six, seven? Like, that's that's not a starting quarterback, like, and unfortunately for Schultz, he got hurt tonight. And I thought uh, the last game against Montreal, I thought we looked really good. Unfortunately, we lost it at the end. And then tonight when Schultz came in, I thought we had that game tonight for sure. And then Schultz got hurt, and in comes Evans, and here comes the interceptions again. Yeah, absolutely brutal. Who is your player of the game tonight? Uh, Well, I guess I'm going to split it. I'm going to give a little bit to Schultz, and then I'm going to give uh, – I'm going to give the other half to Small just because of that 58-yard field goal he booted. All right, sounds good. Thanks a lot, Todd. Have a great weekend. All right, cheers. Good comments from Todd. By the way, that 58-yarder by Seth Small tied a franchise record for longest quarter or longest uh, field goal in Ticats history, shared by uh, Brett Marr back in 2015. So his last name may be Small, but he certainly uh, has a big leg, that is for sure. Eric on CHML's Facebook page says, Evans... Is a career backup. Always was. Jen writes, I love this team, but it's so hard to watch this year. I wonder where Evans' confidence has gone. The injury's piling up. And just nothing going right. Player of the game is small, but this choice was hard. Paul writes, as bad as Evans was, what happened to the defense in the second half? They were dominant in the first. Also, I know it's been discussed, but who starts as QB on Labor Day? And he says Matt Schultz is the player of the game. And Scott says, Evans reminds me of Jason Moss in ways. Moss could come off the bench in Edmonton and light it up multiple games in a row. The guy was incredible at times. Comes to Hamilton as the sole starter and laid an egg. Evans was the second behind Masoli and came in in relief. Lit it up. Now Evans is the designated sole starting QB. And here's another egg. Good comment. By Scott, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Anthony calling in in the fifth quarter. Hello, Anthony. Hey, how are you, Rick? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm shaking my head tonight, big time. Well, you know what? You made some good points. I just, I just want to get to the, you know, the, whether um, Evans is capable or not, whether um, Condell is not. I mean, you guys went 15-3 and three and two Grey Cup appearances, mostly with Evans. So now all of a sudden he's not capable. I think that's rubbish. Um, I, I'd like to get more to the coaching. I, I'd like to get to, I mean, I was always a, um, a Steinauer fan. I mean, I'm an Ottawa fan, but um, I was always a Steinauer, um, you know, I always thought he was a, a good coach. and He was recruited by Ottawa uh, initially before they ever got Campbell. Um, but his decision-making lately, like, is just uh, in the Montreal game, uh, in that first quarter, I think they were inside the 20, and he decided not to kick a field goal. Um, what was the score at the end of the game? Like, he cost them the game. Tonight, in the fourth quarter, it was a, a two-score game. 
was 15 points, and there was 11 minutes left. Because I looked, um, they decided not to punt. They went for it and didn't get it. So with 11 minutes to go in the CFL, you can run up and down the field seven or eight times. So I don't know why they didn't punt, pin Toronto deep, and, you know, you got to put your team in, in a position to win. This is what O'Shea does in Winnipeg, even when he's in tough. You know, he gave you very little as a player. He gives you nothing as a coach. Now, the guy, my guy in Ottawa, I mean, he's even worse. But um, the Montreal game, basically, Steinauer lost that game for you guys. Tonight, 11 minutes to go, 15-point game and he decides to go for it when a punt would have pinned them down deep? Like, what is that nonsense? Like, that's, that's stuff that you could be fired on the spot for, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I think the I think the situation would have to be much grander for you to be fired off a deci- a coaching decision. If it's a great cup and you make a bonehead coaching decision, yeah, you'll probably get, you know, tossed for it. But in game 11, you know, I know they're 3-8 and eight and they, they played brutal. Every coaching decision is going to be scrutinized looking at this team's record. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the performance on the field as well. This is a, this is a, well, two, this is a two-handed operation. Yeah, well, hang on a second, though. But the Montreal game, what was the score at the end of the game? You don't oh, sure. They, they lost by two, yeah. And, and you lose it. So tonight, we'll never know. Uh, we'll, we'll never know what might have happened. But it, it's those types of things where you've got to put your team in a position to win. And he didn't do that. And, and what was his excuse at the end of the Montreal game? It was like, well, that's the trend in this, the sort of, I'm paraphrasing, but that's the trend in, in, in the CFL now. What do you mean? Analytics? Like, a- analytics? That, shame on you for even allowing them to enter into your coaching uh, game plan. There was a time in the CFL, I don't know how old you are, there was a time in the CFL where you took every available point you could. You punted, not to pin t- teams deep in their own end, but you punted to catch the inner corner of, of, of the end zone so that they couldn't return it and you got your single point. Now, now when, they, when the ball goes through the end zone and they get a single point, everybody looks disappointed. Those are points in the CFL. you got to get every point you can get. They're crucial. And, and I think he's just he's as rattled as Evans is now for some reason. You know, everybody's dumping on Dana, Dane Evans now. Well, you went 15-3 and three with him, and he was your guy. Masoli wasn't. So now, Dave, Dane Evans, who knows what, what, what his physical limitations are? Who knows how, how hurt he really is? But you went 15-3 and three with Condell and mostly Dane Evans and two great cup appearances, and now, now they're no good? Well, as you know, now it's what have you done for me lately, right? And, you know, they've gone to two great cups, well, but they okay, didn't win I, them either. I get that, but are, do they have the skill, you know? I would say yeah, yeah they I do, yeah, but too. Henry what, there's a disconnect, some real, right? Some real... Uh, um, lousy games but in the end you know you've got to take the whole picture you've got to take everything into account what's going on here in the montreal game hey guess guess what orlando you lost that tonight 11 minutes to go you decide to go for it you know you punt the ball and hope that your defense pins them down and and let the chips fall where they may let's find out that's that's all i've got to say player of the game yeah it's got to there's only one like you said peter's there's no other there's no other player of the game. All right, Anthony, appreciate your call. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Thank you. That is Anthony, Ottawa Red Blacks fan, offering his two cents on this Ty Cats team. And you know, he makes a good point in terms of coaching decisions. There are several plays each and every game that leads to the final score. And, you know, we're talking about tonight's game, but yeah, he makes a good point about the the Montreal game. 
early on in the ball game, it's third and goal. I think it was from the Montreal Six, and they decide to go for it instead of kick the field goal on the road early in that ball game. They ended up losing by two points. Those kind of decisions, yeah, they come back to haunt you. Mind you, not every decision every coach is going to make is going to work out. Sometimes you roll the dice. Can't blame them for wanting to be aggressive, but in the same light, you know, kick the field goal, get the points, try to win the ball game. Didn't happen tonight, that is for sure. It wasn't even close, 37-20. to 20. The Argonauts running away with it in the second half, and uh, they beat down on uh, the Tiger Cats tonight, now lead them by four points in the standings. We have lots more to come here on the show, including our EHR big play of the game. We have our Culligan Water player of the game. We will anoint our fan of the night as well. Matthew's on the line. Matthew, we're going to get right to you when we come back here on the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. We're talking Ticat football. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Now Seth Small for... Remember, it's Speedy B back there. It's dangerous to miss this. Seth Small's longest is 51 yards. He did that last week. This is on target. Doesn't have the leg. That is good. (laughs) That is good. What a kick by Seth Small. That is big from Small. (laughs) 57, 58 yards. We'll wait to get the official. The official is 58-yard field goal. For Seth Small, and he had a little extra leg, too. Welcome back to the fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. And that kick is the EHR 4K-worthy big play of the game. Ticats kicker Seth Small booting a team-record-tying 58-yard field goal. It put the Ticats up 16-10 at the half. And then that was that was basically the second half replay for you right there. Uh, to the phones we go. And I mentioned that Matthew was waiting patiently on the line. Let's go to him next here on 900 CHBL. Matthew, good evening. How are you? Not too bad, Rick. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, long time listener. Happy to finally get to chat with you. Um, yes, I got a bit of a hot take that some may disagree with, but uh, lay it on us. Yeah, yeah, you know, I would echo that sentiment that, uh, you know, if we do give up on Dean Evans too early, he could become the next Zach Galerius or Calvillo type player where he just goes and lights it up somewhere else. I think that, you know, again, leading us to a 15-3 season, back-to-back great cups, and, you know, one bad year, you know, with an injury to receiving core you want to throw in the towel, I think that's a bit ridiculous. Well, I don't know if anyone's throwing in the towel. They're certainly frustrated, that is for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. He hasn't been at his best, but uh, to give up on him for you know a serviceable backup in Schultz is just a little, you know, maybe not the best idea, but we'll see how it plays out. Um, still, you know, still a lot of positive takeaways, though. Mason Bennett played amazing. Good to see a Canadian guy play so well, and we finally found a kicker. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, Mason Bennett had a couple of sacks tonight. Small was, again, good tonight. So, yeah, there you know there are some positives with this team. It's all it's not all doom and gloom. Yes, they're struggling. Yeah, they're 3-8. and eight. Yeah, it's going to take some work to get into the playoffs. But there are some pieces that we should be, you know, celebrating, and those are two guys that certainly played well tonight. Oh, exactly. It's, uh, not, it is, in fact, not all bad. I would say the uh, only, of course, like one very head scratching play call would be the you know the obvious third and two where you know running it with a slot receiver and we have two great power backs on the roster that were both dressed is just a little like 
how could you even think that's a good idea? Yeah, but, give give it to STE, give it to Jackson. I mean, even QB Sneak with with Morton, like like do something different, not that. Yeah, I guess these guys, you know, Morton, he's got a big frame, you know, fresh legs as well, and yeah, to give it to like I said, a, a slot receiver when you need to do a power run up the middle is just I'm not sure if I've ever seen that in pro football aside from today. Yeah, that was a bad call. So who's your player of the game? Uh, play of the game. It's hard not to say small, but uh, I'll go I'll go make some betting. Just because he made an impact, uh, you know, when other guys weren't. So definitely, I'd say Mason Bennett. All right. Uh, Matthew, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You as well. Good talking to you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Email from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C., who writes, Greetings, Rick. I am almost lost for words. It is time to blow this team up and start anew as we are not going anywhere this year. There are many players on this team that play their heart out. There are many others that do not. The coaching staff is living in make-believe land, as the sad truth about our Ticats is that they are not a good football team. The right personnel on the playing field and the right coaching staff on the sidelines are simply not there. Big changes need to be made. That email again from Stephen out in Penticton. Allen writes, hey, Rick, I have to say this season has been so frustrating. It was nice to see Lamar Durant finally show up and got his first touchdown. We are pretty banged up on this team, and it's obvious a lot of the players are playing injured. This is a rebuilding year for us. A Western team will probably cross over, and the Grey Cup this year will be an all-West showdown. I'm more interested in rebuilding some key spots and worrying about next season when we host the Grey Cup. This is clearly not our year. Player of the game, Lamar Durant, for his first touchdown, that email from uh, Alan. I, I can probably say we can probably remove the word probably when talking about a Western, a Western Division crossover because it is going to happen. Something drastically wrong will have to happen to either BC or Saskatchewan because I think Calgary's going to be fine and obviously Winnipeg is, is going to win the division and probably the Grey Cup again. There will be a crossover team, no doubt in my mind. Uh, the Mark P on Twitter says, I think that false hope we all had that uh, that we all had this season could be turned around, died tonight. If Schultz is out, it's over. Hard to believe a guy who has played in two Grey Cups can look like he has no clue how to play. Matt Schultz for player of the game. Chris has called in in the fifth quarter. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hey, Rick. How you doing? I'm all right. Getting better as time is, is winding down here as I, you know, shed the frustration of this loss. Yeah, understood. I couldn't really believe what I was watching tonight. So it uh, turned out I get free calls from Canada, so I thought I'd put down my mint julep here in South Carolina and give you a call. Nice! Um, a lot of good comments tonight, uh, in particular about Dane, and, and that's who I mainly want to talk about. Uh, there's some blame for the coaching staff. Uh, Dane's confidence is clearly shot. I kind of have a question for you. Something I've been wondering about is to what extent do, do the Ticats provide the players with, you know, sports psychologists to help them out? Because it seems to me that's really what Dane needs right now. I think it's premature to give up on him. The guy can sling it. Credit to him, despite everything he went through tonight, during the last couple of minutes of the drive of the game, he still had some really nice throws. So 2019, he had a better team around him. Yes, but he can play this game. So before we, 
you know, give up on Dane Evans. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on what the team can do to help this guy's psychology. I remember seeing a story on CFL.ca back in March. There was some kind of special event about, uh, I guess, men's mental health that Dane and Simone talked at. And it, there was some reference to how, you know, Simone had a personal sports psychologist that he worked with. So do you have any insight or if someone important is listening, can, can someone get these guys talking to the right people? It seems like Dane might just need a vacation in the mountains somewhere with his end master. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, they do have a sports psychiatrist. It's Dr. Carla Edwards, uh, and they have a great support staff, like most CFL teams, if not all CFL teams do, in terms of you know phys- uh, fixing the physical ailments as well as the mental health ailments or you know, those roadblocks that every or many professional athletes hit in terms of when things are not going right, how do they change? How do they turn it around mentally? Because that's a huge part of this game. So Dr. Edwards plays a big part in that. How active she is, I have no idea because we're not allowed to ask those. Well, I mean, we're allowed to ask the questions. They're not going to give us the answers as to who's you know needing these services or you know, are the services helping. But it's there. It's available and uh, yeah, I would encourage anyone, football player or otherwise, if they need a reset or whatever you want to call it, to go seek some professional help. I think all the players have access and need it. Probably go and reach out. Yeah, well, that's really good to hear because uh, I I like Dane a lot. I mean, he just seems like such a great guy. I don't know him personally, but he's an easy guy to root for. He just looks shell shocked. Uh, so, you know, I, I still believe in them. Give them a little more time. Hopefully next year things get better and hopefully they get better before this year is out. I hope so, so too. That's pretty much all I had. Who's Go your ahead. player of the game? Uh, it's gotta be Schultz. I agree. He was my half pick as well. I, have, I went with Jamal Peters. Whenever you intercept uh, three yeah. passes, you're probably uh, deserving of that. Hey, Chris, Agreed. enjoy the rest right. of your beverage and uh, the weekend as well. <laughs> Eat him raw, Rick. Thanks. Oski Weavey, that is Chris on the fifth quarter, leaving room for you at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. And Chris, you know, he brings up a good point, that that psychological hurdle or roadblock or wall that some athletes hit. Think of a baseball player, and all of a sudden you're in a slump, and you know, you're choking up on the bat, or maybe you're changing your batting stance, or I don't know, you're changing your batting gloves. You're doing something, you're trying to do something different. And in some cases, you might be trying to do something more, which I think, and Dane might even admit this, and he, he did earlier on in the year, he's trying to do more. He's trying to do too much. And right now it's not working. And yeah, we see the shell-shocked look that he has. We see his physical mannerisms on the field when things are not going right. He's dejected. He's frustrated. He's, you know, it's eating at him. He's a guy that wants to win. He's a competitor. All these guys are in the same boat. So this is what makes them professional athletes. They don't get to this level with not having that, you know, that humongous fire inside. But something is amiss. This team, Dane Evans, we need a reset here. And whether or not that is going to happen between now and Labor Day, I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't know. They do have another bye week this year as well. And that is going to come after the Labor Day game. Uh, when they host Winnipeg, then they're in Montreal. They host Saskatchewan. They're in Calgary. And then back-to-back to close out the year against the Ottawa Red, Red Blacks. But 
This team needs some kind of reset button to hit and get them on the path to, to playing better, both physically and mentally. And right now that's not happening. Email from Tom who says, uh, another solid defensive effort, yet another loss. When the offense gains 452 yards and has the ball for 38 minutes and the defense yields only 301 yards, you don't expect to lose by 17 points. Can't blame the coach or offensive coordinator for this one. It's all on Dane Evans, who had a disastrous day with three interceptions and a fumble. When he's hot, he's very good. But when he's having a bad day, he's horrible. Hope Schultz recovers by Labor Day. Player of the game, Argos Jamal Peters. Cheers, Tom, from Guelph. Right now, Matt Schultz leads the voting by a couple of votes over Peters. And you can provide your vote by calling in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone as we have 15 minutes left in the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Eastgate Ford. A tweet from Mike before we go to break. He says, ugly game today, Rick. What will it take to slide Condell aside? Man's playbook and play selection are just ridiculous. I know some of this is on the players, but even properly properly executed so many play calls don't make sense. All right, when we come back, we will find out who is the player of the game, voted by you, the fans, and... Who is going to be the fifth quarter fan of the night? That's coming up next year on the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcoming Ticats fans, young and old. You're listening to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Dane Evans looking to pass. He looked left, throws right. It's picked off. Third interception of the game, and this is going to be an Argos touchdown. It is Jamal Peters again. His third interception of the game. It's a touchdown for the Argos on the pick six, and it is now 33-19 to for the Argos as they take advantage of another Ticats turnover. Welcome back to the fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. 37-20 final score. Argos over the Ticats, Toronto in firmly in first, the only team at 500 at 5-5. Five and five. Tiger Cats, after 11 games, have just three wins. They're 3-8, and 0-6 on the road. Multiple question marks at the quarterback position in terms of health and production. Injuries at other spots. Seven games left on the season. Can they do it? And... As important as this season is in terms of getting wins, getting points, seeing the progression of players, head coach Orlando Steinauer made mention of, you know, this season's not over yet. And it's not. You know, it's seven games to go. There are two wins out of first. It is not the end of the world because there's still an opportunity to turn these things around. How they're going to do so? That remains to be seen, and I'm not sure how. I'm not, I don't know what the answer is. I wish I did, because I'd mail it to them, purillate or courier it. But he made mention of stay with us. And I'm not sure that has to be said. I, I understand where he's coming from. Hey, listen, I know we're struggling, but stay with us. We're, you know, Labor Day's coming. We're going we're gonna to improve. We're going to get better. I think the Ticats fan base, win or lose, is there. They may not show up at the stadium when things are in dire straits, like we've seen in past years. But in their heart of hearts, they're still rooting for the team. 
They still want to see this team do well. So, yeah, they're going to stay with you. They might be showing their emotions and their distaste on the product in the field by not showing up to certain games, but they're still diehard Ticats fans. Tweet from Michael who says, Evans up there with Jason Moss and Casey Printers for biggest disappointments in recent memory. Player of the game, Mason Bennett. By the way, you can still call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com and give me your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Paul has done so. His subject line is QB. His email, to the point, Jeremiah Masoli is a better quarterback than Dane Evans. Player of the game, Seth Small. Uh, through four games, Jeremiah Masoli played pretty well for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Unfortunately, he got hurt. And at the end of the day, you, know, you look at that 2019 season when both quarterbacks played really well, and it's unfortunate that Masoli got hurt. But if if Masoli was healthy right now, there's no way Ottawa only has one win. And I would think that it would make this season even worse if Masoli was playing and playing well. Uh, Rebecca on Twitter says, Hi, Rick. Just playing ugly. My player of the game is not even a player. It's the flag signaling the end of the game. The only way to stop the bleeding tonight. By the way, who is calling the plays for each of the quarterbacks, the OC and or the head coach? Uh, the play calling is 100% offensive coordinator Tommy Condell. Uh, still on Twitter, this one from Steve, who writes, This season is over. Time to reload at quarterback in the offseason. If Schiltz is healthy, play him the rest of 2022. Maybe trade for Bo Levi for 23. If not, not much else out there. Condell needs to go ASAP. Awful play calling. Second and 10. Call a wide receiver screen for four yards. He's got the shaking head emoji. On email, this one from Doug. Uh, the subject line is Dane Evans. Proved he has fooled everyone. Truly overrated. Has to go. Short and sweet. This one from Chris. Ticat Brass was watching tonight's game against the Argos as a test to see if Dane Evans should continue as the franchise QB. And unfortunately for Dane, he failed miserably. Ticat Brass were strongly considering cutting Evans and making their best financial offer to Chris Streveler, who may become available shortly if he is cut from the New York Jets. But another scenario is available right now if Tiger Cats are quick enough to seize the moment. With the strong play of Calgary's Jake Mayer against the Blue Bombers, there is a trade to be made with Calgary for Bo Levi Mitchell, who Calgary would be happy to part with, including his annual $700,000 plus salary. With Bo Levi Mitchell, Hamilton would get a seasoned veteran who is healthy. The alternative is Tiger Cats continue the season with the worst QB in the league, even playing worse than pathetic quarterbacks in Ottawa and Edmonton. Tiger Cats have a history of being counted out of the playoffs, only to pick up two or three NFL cuts and then suddenly bounce back into contention. History could repeat itself if Ticat management will act this week to send a clear message to the coaches, players, and fans that the status quo of failure is no longer acceptable in Hamilton. That email from Chris. I understand the Bo Levi talk. And don't get me wrong, he would definitely be an improvement over everything we've seen this season. But put yourself in the Stampeder's shoes. And why would Calgary, you know, they've paid him all this money anyways, why would they trade Bo Levi Mitchell now? I know he's not played amazing this season, but he's still one of the best quarterbacks in their franchise history. 
with apologies to guys like Dave Dickinson and Henry Burris and uh, Jeff Garcia and Doug Flutie. But if something happens to Mayer, then what? I mean, this is the team that has a legitimate great cup shot, so I don't, I don't buy into the, all right, let's just go get Bolivar Mitchell. Well, you're going to have to give up, I think, something substantial to get him. Dave on Twitter writes, This team has regressed since the Grey Cup last season. Still no coaching changes and not showing up in the second half. Fans don't deserve this anymore. It's heartbreaking. And Hawkeye writes, I was behind the choice of Evans over Masoli. How wrong I was. What's happening, Rick? Well, Hawkeye, I too was behind that Evans over Masoli. I, I, I thought great things were going to happen. Uh, last call to Dave in Stony Creek. Hello, Dave. How are you? Uh, well, <clears throat> I wasn't going to call in, but I just can't help myself. Well, I'm glad you did. we got a couple minutes. Yeah, you know, um, there's problems. I mean, I, I'm not stating the obvious, but there are huge problems all over the place on this team and in the, in the, in the coaching. It's just more than one thing. This is the problem. It's not just one thing. And it's a combination of things. And I, I really think they're, like, I don't think they should uh, blow up the team but I think there really needs to be some changes, definitely changes. I don't like, – who do you blame? I mean, I, I still don't understand. There, there's a, Like you said, there was a disconnect between the talent and the way this team is playing. Very good dis, disconnect. So who do you blame for that? Well, I don't know. How much is on the players and how much is on the people above the players? I guess that's the question. I, I think they share the blame. I think you can't pick one person or one thing. Yeah. I, I don't. I, you can't. No, there's many there's there's many things, and yeah, there's no scapegoat to be had. But there's this maybe a system, maybe a culture, maybe something has to be changed. Um, it's obviously that this is just uh, coming apart. The wheels are coming off the wagon at this point. Whether they can recover, who knows? Maybe a miracle will happen or something. And uh, hey, it'd be nice to get Bo Levi Mitchell, maybe, but uh, it ain't happening. Yeah, I, d- I don't think so either. Uh, no. Calgary's not going to give him up for nothing. No, they're not going to give him up. I mean, uh, he's he'll come around, and maybe our guy will come around. But uh, yeah, there's, there's there's you know, like you said, if I had the answer, I would you would you would mail it to them. I, I the problem is just well, I, more than one thing. That's that's the problem, or just bad car. It's you know what do you, what do you, the team's good enough, but maybe there's I think they still got the best roster in the East, but that's just me, and that's just so do I, I understand it. And this is what is frustrating, and this is what makes me point to the people running the ship. The captain of the ship, you know, is not is responsible for the direction of the ship, right? Or the leader of the pack is determined by the, well, it determines the pace of the pack, you know, and uh, all that stuff. But uh, it's it, it's a quandary, and it's um, very very much so. And we got to go, Dave. Who's your player of the game? I'm going to give it to Small. Yeah, good good choice. Sure. Appreciate the call and enjoy you. your weekend, Dave. You too. Bye. That is Dave in Stony Creek. And uh, before we go, we got to do this. Player of the game brought to you by Culligan Water, and it was voted by you, the fans. Matthew Schiltz, player of the game, and finally, oh, we got all the all the bells and whistles tonight. Fifth quarter fan of the night is Dave from uh, Dave from Stony Creek who just called in and I liked his comments and I, I applaud him for calling in just before midnight. We got to go. Argos over the Ticats 37-20. Next game, Labor Day Classic. We will be on the air 30 minutes after the game ends. Oski, we enjoy the rest of the weekend here from all of us here on 900 CHML. 
where Ticats fans come together, win or lose. Listen after every game to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate 4 on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.